Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Stop bumping your head up against the Matthew Canada wall. Oh, my God. Right? Send him back. Wherever you want to send him, send him back to Pitt. Hell, I'd even take him back at LSU if he could coach defense because our offense does well. <laughs> yeah. It is sickening what you saw yesterday from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I expect wholesale changes. Yeah. So Ryan Clark certainly does not like what he sees from Matt Canada. Does not, neither does the world of anybody with two eyes. I'm Austin Bechtold with you as the Steelers' offense continues to flounder. And late last night, according to our... Andrew Filipponi, there is no changes to be made. Nothing internally about the offense is going to change. Now, that might be a this week thing. Things could be completely different once we hit the bye. It seems like that's a plausible time where teams decide that changes need to be made. That's where the reins were handed over to Kenny Pickett last season. And things typically have a chance to change for the better. Because it, it has not seemed at all plausible that the Steelers would get rid of Matt Canada, even though people have pleaded that it is the most necessary and righteous move to make, and the one that maybe makes the most common sense out of anything to do with this team at the moment. Especially because the numbers back it up, and we'll get to that in a moment. But we know this. It goes against the Steelers' organizational philosophy to flat out dump Matt Canada, to dump any type of coordinator in the middle of the season. The Steelers don't do that. This is not an organization. This is an organization with three coaches since 1969. I mean, stability is the standard. If you want to talk about the standard as the standard and the whole cliche crap that comes with it, the model standard has been trying to extend players before the start of the regular season, and we will not negotiate once the regular season starts. We're going to sustain the coaches that we have. We're not going to make huge changes. Rookies are not going to be handed anything to them and start right away. And we've seen that with Broderick Jones not starting at left tackle. Joey Porter Jr. playing 10 snaps on Sunday. Keanu Benton now, though, has been thrown into the fire after Cam Hayward's injury. That'll leave him out a projected eight weeks or a couple weeks already through that. But injuries have already piled up for this team. 
it's not good. It hasn't made things necessarily easy on the Matt Canada offense. But Kenny Pickett now hurt, couldn't miss this week. Deontay Johnson has been out since week two. After being hurt in week one, Dan Moore Jr. was hurt last week in Houston. James Daniels did not play. Nate Herbig played at right guard. Did not look necessarily great. Chooks Okorafor might be the worst offensive lineman on the entire team. And there does not seem to be any momentum towards wanting to make a change in that. And wanting to put Broderick Jones at left and more at right. Hell, it's kind of hard to do that when everybody's getting hurt. Anthony McFarlane is on IR. Hell, even your punter is dealing with a hamstring injury. And you brought Brad Wing back, who hadn't played in five years. We already know the impact that Cam Hayward has had on the run defense. DeMarvin Leal, high draft pick from last year. He is also banged up. Kenny Pickett is a bone bruise, according to Ian Rappaport. It could lead to a short-term absence. He also suffered a muscle strain. He could push it and play this week. Do you want Kenny Pickett to play this week? You know, it seems like a simple yes or no question. And right away, I think to myself, yes. Yeah, I, I want Kenny Pickett to play this week. Because I think he gives the Steelers the best chance to win. But at the current moment, the more I think about it, does he really give the Steelers the best chance to win? I have become less bullish on the idea that Kenny Pickett is the guy day in and day out this season. Now let me take you back to the draft. When the quarterbacks that were available were Pickett, Malik Willis, or the likes of Matt Corral in the field. I didn't hesitate for a second to think Kenny Pickett was a better quarterback than Malik Willis. I didn't buy all the hype around Willis, Old Miss, and the situations from his first school, to going to Liberty, a guy that runs around, has ability to escape the pocket, big arm, Throws downfield with basically a baseball reliever being able to throw 100 miles an hour and you don't know where it's going to go. No accuracy to his game. I was putting up every caution flag, anything that you could do, anything that you can do. The yellow light at a traffic stop, hazard, warning, sirens going off everywhere that I did not think that this is a guy that you should sell your future on. And I sided on Kenny Pickett. Yes, because of what we saw from him at Pitt. But what did we really see from him at Pitt? I'm not trying to come on here. I'm creating a timeline of where my thoughts have come from. I'm not completely crushing Kenny Pickett. But his first couple of years at Pitt were just not very good. He had the win against Miami, number two Miami. Kept them out of potentially a playoff spot. At home. It was a great game. He was a freshman. And it showed what this pit team could be with him under center. And then it was a couple years of, you know, okay pit teams. A little bit of mediocrity. But when Kenny Pickett was contemplating after the bowl game. It was a bowl game in Detroit. 
It was not opportune for Pitt. It was crap the way the season ended. And I was saying to myself, I don't think I want Kenny Pickett to return to Pitt. I don't know what Pitt's going to be able to get out of this. I don't know what Kenny Pickett will get out of this. He returned for his COVID year, went to the Manning Passing Academy. It changed things. It changed his demeanor. He looked like a much more confident player. Somebody who had a presence in the pocket, some poise. It wasn't just a one or two game aberration where we see brilliance for a couple of games, high-flying offense for a couple of games. Yes, I know that Pickett in Canada had success at Pitt for a year, and it was great. It wasn't something that made me think, though, oh, Kenny Pickett is such a catalyst for this offense where he can be a first-round pick. No, the ACC championship team is the one that really brought that to the forefront. Was it because they were beating up on a weak ACC? Maybe partially. Wake Forest was a good team. Sam Hartman? Notre Dame? He's pretty good. It wasn't the year that Clemson would like to have. Florida State is not what it is right now. Pitt was the talk of the ACC. But that's not because all the other teams were bad. Maybe partially. But it was because Pitt was good. And Pitt had an offense that was respectable. And that had lights out players. You're talking about Pitt's team with Jordan Addison. With a running game. With veterans on the offensive line. Experienced players. And a team that just looked confident in itself. Confident in its abilities. A defense that helped put the team in great positions. The offense did not put the defense in bad spots. And my ultimate thought process on Kenny Pickett changed. From a borderline 5th, 6th, early 7th round pick to, yeah, he could be a first round guy. But I don't think that we should forget the class that he was in. Matt Corral, who was hurt at Old Miss, not really sure what his future was going to look like. And he has been, after going to Carolina, pretty much a bust. Malik Willis, no doubt, is a bust. Or Tennessee at the end of the year, do or die situation, decided to start. Not Malik Willis, anybody but. It was Josh Dobbs. And he ultimately parlayed that into a starting job at Arizona. Good for Josh Dobbs. Really smart guy. A lot of experience at NASA. I mean, aerospace engineering. He is smart. He started over Malik Willis. And Kenny Pickett was the logical guy to take. But I do wonder if it was a little bit, maybe ever so slightly, for the Roonies to take Kenny Pickett because, yes, they passed up on Dan Marino. In the 80s. I, I don't think that that's the case. I'm not trying to convince everybody of that. But yeah, there there were things that cast a lot of doubt on me from what I saw from the first couple of years of Kenny Pickett to that last year, where he looked like a completely different player. Confidence-wise, maturity, pushing the ball downfield, accuracy was there. The hand size thing, I don't put too much stock into that. I didn't at the time. I still don't now. No one's talking about it now. So when he came in 
for the Steelers, you want to see what he can do. I wanted to see him start right away. Hand the reins to the rookie quarterback and let him go. Let him loose. Cut him loose. So after Trubitsky started a couple games, Pickett came in, the bye happened, and they got him going. And the season completely changed. And the two games that made me think, okay, Kenny Pickett can be the guy, were when the offense, and again, it did falter against the Raiders on the night honoring Franco Harris, Christmas Eve matchup, emotional, emotional game, and Pickett on a slant route connects with George Pickens to win the game. And then he followed it up with a sensational drive against the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, Lamar Jackson did not play. But still, you got to go out there and beat who you're going up against, which is what the Steelers did not do against Houston and C.J. Stroud this past week. And what did Kenny Pickett do? He rolled out of the pocket. He delivered a strike when he needed it, do-or-die situation, to Najee Harris. Very difficult throw. Very difficult catch. It was probably Pickett's best throw of the year to be able to beat Baltimore and have a chance at the playoffs. And that convinced me. That made me think, yes, he could be the guy. It really did. It instilled a lot of confidence in me. As I'm sure it instilled a lot of confidence in all of you. But now I'm not sure. I went into the preseason thinking we're going to see some things from Pickett. So many great things came out of camp. His maturity. How he was spinning it. It was different. The way that he was just commanding the offense was better. Matt Canada was his guy at Pitt. Another year for those two together was something to factor into all of it. I had a friend that asked me yesterday, he said, I don't know how talented the Steelers' uh, offense and the Steelers' roster really is. I think injuries are clouding that. How much do people truly believe that? I still think it's a talented roster, but yeah, how talented really is this team? The offensive line, Isaac Sayamalo has been a huge disappointment at left guard. He is graded not very highly at all, but truly one of the best in the Steelers' offensive line. Dan Moore has gone against tough matchups, but he doesn't grade out well either. Mason Cole has been pushed back into Kenny Pickett on numerous occasions. Chooks a core for by the eye test, what I trust a lot, is your worst offensive lineman. And James Daniels has been hurt. And then Nate Herbig comes in and hasn't been any better. He's been worse. Pat Fryermuth, through a few weeks, had one catch for five yards. Only a few targets. Deontay Johnson is proving his value by not being out there on the field. The $18 million man for number 18. Yeah, he is the number one wide receiver. I thought it would be George Pickens at this point. Matt Canada is not finding creative ways to get him the football. So when Kenny Pickett lit up the preseason, five touchdowns on five drives, my confidence was further instilled. He looks lost. He looks scared. He doesn't look right. And people were very quick to blame Broderick Jones for the sack on the play that hurt Kenny Pickett on fourth down and one. When there was a myriad of things you can talk about on that exact play as to what went wrong for the Steelers, including the play call to just not run the damn ball under center 
hand the ball off to Najee who can get you a tough yard. Or remember last year? This is the situation that I would do. When you had Derek Watt, who on third and short was nearly automatic on third down and one, you'd hand him the football and he'd get the first down. Why don't you do that with Connor Hayward? Why don't you trust that guy to run downhill and pick up a yard for you? Hell, you experimented with that Kendrick Green play, handing him the football in the preseason. Didn't run it at all in the preseason, but did it at training camp, handing it to a 300-pound offensive lineman and let him get a yard. Why can't you hand it to Connor Hayward? Why don't you try to do some creative play or just hand it off to Jalen Warren and use Connor Hayward as the fullback? It doesn't make sense, the, the play calling in this system. We'll get to that in a moment. But when Kenny Pickett spun out of the pressure, and he does this way too often, where at some point it was going to come back to bite him, and it did. Broderick Jones did the right thing. He blocked the way that he was supposed to, man. He kept the defender in front of him, did not let him get the edge, and allowed Kenny Pickett to step up in the pocket. But Kenny Pickett spun into a sack, and he spun into an injury. What quarterbacks in the league spin into plays where he constantly, constantly trying to escape the pocket, spins one way where he can be blindly run into by a defender instead of stepping up into the pocket. A lot of that's coaching, man. And it falls on Matt Canada. We'll get to him coming up next. I have a little bit of a unique take on Matt Canada where I think he's just way in over his head. But it's because of who's feeding him information and who is allowing him to be like this more so than anything. I'm Austin Bechtel with the Fan Early Morning Show. We'll try to find some silver linings in all this, but I don't know if there is any. Sports Radio 97 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Matt Canada doesn't understand how to win games in modern football. He's putting his team behind, and I said this before the season started, we are not going to figure out what 
this quarterback, Kenny Pickett, can be in the NFL so long as Matt Canada is calling this offense because we're never going to see what his ceiling is because the play calling is so inept and inefficient. He's calling the wrong things at the wrong times. He's predictable. He's not creative and he's not aggressive. And those are like the three deadly sins of a play caller in this league. So if you think we are highly critical of Matt Canada, well, there's definitely somebody that is more so than any of us, even in Pittsburgh. Warren Sharp of Sharp Football might be the most staunch Matt Canada is a horrendous play caller person in the entire football world, entire football landscape. And it's easy to understand. I mean, how about Matt Canada even told the CBS crew leading up to the Houston game, he doesn't believe his offense is built to come back from down big. What One, why would you even admit that? Yes, the Steelers were focused on defense. We're going to hold you to the fewest amount of points possible. And basically what that is saying is, we're going to hope our limping offense crutches this way to the finish line. So Matt Canada, his offense, it's 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 awesome, right? Oh, it's so great. EPA is expected points added. This is from Steelers now. Some some numbers for you. The Steelers offense through four weeks. EPA per play. 32nd in the NFL. There are only 32 teams in the NFL. The Steelers' offensive success rate, 31st in the NFL. Dropback EPA, 31st. Dropback success rate, second to last. Rushing success rate, third to last. Rushing EPA, 28th. This is the worst offense in the league. Look at bad teams. We came into this week saying that Houston was a bad team. That the Houston Texans, yeah, they're not very good. This should be a very easy win for the Steelers. I said 10-point win. I said 24-14. I thought the Steelers' defense were going to expose C.J. Stroud. When ultimately it was the opposite and C.J. Stroud exposed the Steelers' defense. There's not that much that you can say about Arizona coming into this year, right? I would argue that the Josh Dobbs-led Arizona Cardinals are better than the Steelers' offense. A lot of numbers say that that's the case. Who's worse than the Steelers' offense right now? I mean, I mean, truly, if you look at all the bad teams in the NFL, if you look at all the teams in the NFL, offensively, they're not better than Buffalo. Let's start in the AFC East. They're not better than Buffalo, the Dolphins. I don't know if they're better than the Patriots offensively. The Patriots have scored 55 points all year. The Steelers have scored 62. Most of that is credited to the defense. The Jets have scored 62 points. The Steelers better than the, the Jets offensively? I mean, these are true questions you got to ask yourself. If Matt Canada's offense... You are the Pittsburgh Steelers. If your offense is not better than the New York Jets or the New England Patriots, who last season did not have an offensive coordinator, had a defensive coordinator calling plays, and still has Mac Jones this year, 
who is consistently giving the ball away, and Zach Wilson, a number two overall pick, who has no confidence, where his own teammates are calling him out and trying to get him out of there, you have nothing. The North. Baltimore, much better offense. Cleveland, with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, the Steelers beat him. Deshaun Watson handed the Steelers the game on a silver platter. Their offense is better, even without Nick Chubb. They actually have a sense of what they're doing offensively. Cincinnati has Joe Burrow. I will never say that the Steelers' offense is better than Cincinnati when Joe Burrow is there and Kenny Pickett is on the opposite side, floundering the way he is. The Indianapolis Colts have scored 35 more points than the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. The Indianapolis Colts, with Gardner Minshew in a rookie quarterback, has scored more points. The Houston Texans have scored 34 more points than the Steelers this year at 96. And all this great talk about the Steelers' defense, they have allowed 100 points this year. That is by far worse than the AFC North. Baltimore's only given up 58. Cincinnati, 94. Baltimore is plus 41 in point differential. The Steelers are minus 38. A lot of that is on the offense's inability to be able to do quite literally anything. And I want to point to some Warren Sharp numbers. Because this is bad. It's poor. Since 2021, the Steelers' first quarter offense ranks 31st in yardage and 31st in points scored. Second to last out of any team. Out of 26 first half drives of the se- on the season, only once did the Steelers even drive to the red zone. That's it. I blame Mike Tomlin. I mean, seriously, for a lack of being able to bring in young offensive-minded players. Coaches, rather. Matt Canada was at LSU. He's been recycled all through various places as a coach. He's not a young guy. He's not somebody like Mike McDaniel. He's not anybody, he's not even close to what San Francisco gave to Houston. The Texans offensive coordinator who has guided CJ Stroud to a great spot. CJ Stroud looks like the one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. He's the best rookie quarterback right now. I wasn't very high on him coming out of college. I thought he was a character of the Ohio State system, of having Marvin Harrison Jr., as well as Abuka at wide receiver, first-round picks in Alave, as well as Garrett Wilson. Tons of talent everywhere. Five-star recruits all over the field and across the board. Now nah, he looks great. While Kenny Pickett got exposed. Matt Canada has continued to get exposed. But I'm blaming, as much as I blame Matt Canada, Mike Tomlin needs to be held accountable, not just for how he goes about it, but for not being able to bring in any young offensive minds because he's scared. He's scared that somebody will potentially even challenge his authority. And it does make me wonder, dating back to last year in Brian Flores, Mike Tomlin brought in Brian Flores as a linebacker's coach, a special assistant on the defensive side of the ball. I think Tomlin respects Flores immensely. He saw an opportunity to bring in a great mind, but it was for one year before Flores took the defensive coordinator job in Minnesota. 
But think about this. If you're Mike Tomlin and you have Terrell Austin, somebody who's been around the block a little bit, is not inspiring anything, why don't you just let Terrell Austin go and promote Brian Flores as defensive coordinator? How much, what argument is probably, well, how long is Brian Flores going to really stay in that role before ultimately getting a head coaching role? Okay. I would like to bet that that, that would be a two-year thing at least. And I'm not naive to think that Matt, that Mike Tomlin doesn't Call the plays defensively anyway. Since 2021, NFL teams have averaged 22.4 points per game. The Steelers, okay, typically if you score that many points, you're going to win. If the Steelers defense holds their opponent to below average points at 22 points, the Steelers are 19-3-1. They win 86% of their games. If the defense allows their opponents to score more than 22 points, the Steelers are 1-15. 6%. In the win category. It's a difference in 80%. 80%. It's on Mike Tomlin as much as it's on Matt Canada. Because yes, Matt Canada is the one that's drawing up the plays. He's the one trying to get Kenny Pickett out in space. If he's even doing that correctly. Matt Canada, put simply, is the worst offensive coordinator in football. He's the worst coach in all of NFL football. He does not do anything to put players in position to succeed. He got he helped get Kenny Pickett hurt on fourth down instead of just running the damn football. He deserves so much blame. But Mike Tomlin is right there along with him. It was Ken Wisenhunt, Todd Haley. And it seemed like after Todd Haley, Mike Tomlin has not brought in anybody who was a former head coach other than Brian Flores, who was a unique circumstance. He's done nothing to bring anybody in that's a mind. This is the Pittsburgh Steelers we're talking about. Coaches should be banging down the door to want to be here. Matt Canada, you picked him up because of the success at Pitt. He was run off at LSU. There's no credentials as to why he deserved this job. He's not fit to be here. But yet, you hold on to him, and you think that he's still the right guy. And you don't make a change because Mike Tomlin does not want to admit that he's wrong. For the Steelers to win games, it falls on the defense. I mean, this is ever since Matt Canada came to town. The Steelers have won 20 of 38 games, but the offense ranks 28th in points scored, 26th in EPA, 26th in yardage gained. This is originally with Ben Roethlisberger. It's with a first-round running back. Jalen Warren is a good player. Pat Fryermuth, he's hurt now, but he has stayed on the field. I don't know the argument as to, yeah, everybody gets banged up, but he has stayed on the field. He's a good player. George Pickens is a beast who you can't get the ball to. In the first half this year, offensively, the Steelers are 29th in EPA, 28th in yards, 25th in points scored. Only once in 26 first-half drives, the Steelers have reached the red zone. And I understand you can't put everything on coaching. It's like 85% on Canada and Tomlin because they are not putting the players in position to succeed. But yeah, the players need to go out there and do their jobs. They need to get the job done. Kenny Pickett needs to overcome his coaching. Najee Harris... Anytime he goes out there, it seems it's so predictable when he's going to run the football where the the box is stacked and Kenny Pickett is not allowed to check at the line. 
And that's one of the biggest indictments on Matt Canada. They don't allow him to audible. They don't allow him to change anything. They don't let him have the freedom to check at the line. I mean, how are you going to let your quarterback be in a good position to do anything? And it makes me think, is Kenny Pickett the guy? I'm not sure. Crowley said that he is 60-40, that he's not, not that long ago. I'm right there with him. I'm at about 65%. I don't know if he's the guy. I don't maybe think he is. Steelers in yards per play since Matt Canada was named OC. 2021, they were 28th. The last two years, they've been 27th. It's pathetic. Kenny Pickett threw 63% of his first down passes behind the line of scrimmage where offense is critical. Rules are suited to support the offense. That means nothing when you're in Pittsburgh because the Matt Canada offense, just like the Steelers playing the last two weeks, can't get off the ground. It's not a hot take. Canada's the worst offensive coordinator in football. He's the worst coach in football. But this is on the Roonies as well. The Roonies will not step in. They don't want to shift from stability. Change sometimes can be good. Being aggressive wins. Being aggressive and understanding that you need to make a change. The Ravens did this a couple years ago at offensive coordinator. It partially worked out for them. Things got better. Things can't get much worse for you other than being what? The second to last offense to being the worst offense? This falls on the Roonies too. The Roonies, Tom, won Canada. There's not just one guy to blame. The Roonies need to step in. Art Rooney needs to make a change. Mike Tomlin needs to make a change. It's not going to happen this week. But at the bye, whether it's Mike Sullivan or anything else, anything else, the voice has gotten stale. And the voice of Mike Tomlin might be getting stale too. The Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive, positive attitude to work. At 84 Lumber, apply at 84lumber.com. The pre-show is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 